24-7 like the Waddle House. Three cell phones. Still nothing to talk about. Might pull your girl with the head nod. You still off white like eggnog. Najee, Heisman, Harris in the hizzy. Mac Daddy Jones pimping and strutting his way through. Excuse me. I've got some touchdowns to throw. Mm-hmm. And I got some five receivers like Devontae Smoothie King Smith. And, uh, you know, Jalen Waddlehouse, who's always open, fast, speedy service. Service so fast, he makes Chick fil A look not fast. Mm, that's tough. Oh, and did I uh, mention Mechie? John Mechie? Always got to mention Mechie. Mechie with a catchy <laughs> out here. Um,. Oh, also, also, you know, we're wide receiver U. We're used to that. We're also RBU, so we're used to having um, Heisman candidate running backs and award-winning and record-breaking wide receivers every year. But you know what one thing we're not used to, Brax? What is that? We got a kicker. <laughs> 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 in your face everybody what what is that what oh yeah we're well-rounded yep our defense isn't as trash as we thought it was and we got a kicker got a kicker who can kick at 53 yards and further in your face still no scholarship still no scholarship oh no he got kicker. scholarship oh he man. got a scholarship oh bro he was the number one ranked kicker in the Kicker in the country. Okay, so so Saban's doing right by him then. Yeah, All yeah. Right. No, Will Reichard racking up them yards, them three-pointers, looking like Larry Bird out here and uh, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Duncan Robinson with the threes. Dunk. We got Duncan Robinson kicking for us, bro. Automatic, automatic with the threes. I want to take it back to that uh, kick six with Auburn, though, because um, even though he was one of your probably least favorite kickers, he was one of my favorite kickers because I was <laughs> one of the best nights that I ever had. Yeah, yeah, at yeah, Auburn. Yeah, I know. Definitely, y'all had the audacity to uh, ask me if I wanted to come along too. It's disrespectful. <laughs> it was fun. You would have enjoyed yourself. No, I would not have. <laughs> um. Oh, I'm not. I'm not through though yet. With um, I just want to address all these haters out here, um, Georgia fans in particular. I see y'all whining and crying, like y'all are always doing. Um, Facts. Habitual sorrow. They're habitual criers. Um, forget it. The refs did not win Alabama that game. Okay. Yeah. I. I see, I see. I understand that one pass interference call in the end zone that was bogus. Y'all should have had that touchdown. I'll give y'all that. But um, the whole one-second thing, how Alabama shouldn't have had one second on the clock, get out of here. You clearly don't know the rules of college football if you think that that was a gift by the refs right there. They're the one who screwed us over. They started that clock way too early. There should definitely be
be three seconds. That that's in the rule book, I think, pretty much. Like if you got three seconds on the clock with the first down, that is definitely enough time to run up and spike the ball. Not everybody was even set yet. Like the refs weren't even set uh before they start. And when you go back and look at the replay, it was one second left on that clock when that ball hit that ground when it was a spike. So uh quit whining, okay? Oh, also, um, while I'm at it, I don't want to hear another one-second joke from any Georgia fans, okay? So uh, we, we capitalized on that one second. Oh, and also, Auburn fans, if you're still out here making one-second jokes, that's okay. I, you know what? I'm going to give it to y'all because that's all you got. You can't even be- beat one of Saban's kids getting waxed out here by the Gamecocks, <laughs> by roosters. <laughs> How do you lose to a rooster? What was that? Trash, that's what it is. Tiger and a rooster. Yeah. You'd think a tiger would win that. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. They just look like they were pussycats out there instead. Auburn pussycats. <laughs> well, anyways, as you can see, uh, Titus is not here. He is vacationing down in Florida. He's down in Florida right now. Uh, so we had to make a call to the bullpen and, uh, we called in the righty Braxton Ford. What up, Brax? What up? What up, Levi? Dude, thank you for, uh, filling in for us. Yeah, man. I wanted to, wanted to come out and, and try to, try to hold over for, um, Titus's spot. Yeah, dude. You got big shoes to fill, man. I know, man. I yeah. know it. He's he's a lot better than I am at this, but I'm gonna hold it down though. I'll tell you that much. Do it, hold it down, rep out here. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of sports going on. A lot of sports. Um a lot of Atlanta sports too. I mean, not just Georgia football, Atlanta Braves. We'll get to that. Um <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons, we'll get to that too. We'll get to that. Some upsets in college football, some upsets in the NFL today. Weird games in the NFL today. First NFL slate, too, or full slate. No, yeah. uh, you know, move games. We had all the teams that are supposed to be playing, playing. But before we get into sports, and, well, I guess we can go into what's popping because this is what's popping. I'll start out the what's popping. All right. We are doing a social media giveaway. Who doesn't love a good social media giveaway? They're easy giveaways. We are partnering with, well, my guy right here, Brax, B5. B5 Kicks. B5 Kicks. Certified Steppers. Certified Steppers. So this is how the giveaway is going to go. We It's going to be on Instagram, and we haven't determined the details yet. We're going to be posting soon on Instagram the, the exact details. But just be on the lookout. But pretty much what it's going to come down to is you're just going to have to be following both of our pages and maybe do one other thing. And it's going to last for about, you know, a month, month and a half. And by the end of the year, we're going to be giving out winner. We're going to draw one lucky winner who does what they got to do to be in this contest. And they're going to get a free pair of shoes of their choice. Who doesn't like free? Yes. But these aren't just any shoes. What kind of shoes are they, Brax? We got some exclusive shoes. Got some Jordan 11 Lows. Got some uh, some Jordan uh, 9 Bel Airs. We also got some Yeezys. Some Yeezys. 
Uh, so we got a lot of lot of good options, exclusive shoes that you can't just walk in the store and buy anywhere. You gonna you got to know somebody or or be willing to pay a, a a good price for these shoes. So you're gonna be getting them for free. All you got to do is follow a few easy steps. So don't miss out. You don't want to miss out on this. Yeah, if uh, you don't do this, you're just stupid because yes. uh, these shoes are valuable. Shame on you. Couple hundred dollars, easy. I mean, easy, easy, easily. Easy. The cheapest shoes, probably, probably two hundred. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, you, yeah. You can, you can definitely do the math there yourself. If you don't see a shoe that you want to wear necessarily, you can make some money off of it. So it's a good opportunity um, for something good. Uh, so definitely make sure y'all participate. Yeah, which I think we we haven't, you know, fully fledged out the details yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, we made. Do the option too of if there isn't a pair of shoes that you like, um, you may get a cash option yes, instead. Yes. So be a and nice little cash option. Do a cash out option. But uh when we get the details down, we'll we'll keep you guys posted for sure. Yeah, so that's gonna be coming this week. So be on the lookout for that. You gotta be following at least one of our pages right now to know that. So we are at NTE Podcast on Instagram and Braxton, what's your Instagram handle? We are, or I am at B5 underscore kicks. Um, so you can find me there. And in my bio has the Certified Steppers Instagram page as well, which is our sneaker reselling group. So if you would like to like to uh, follow those pages as well, just stay in the loop um, and we'll we'll get you your shoes. Get your shoes and get you the news. Ooh. Come on now. Ooh. Come on. I like that. And maybe... For your cruise, mm. or while you cruise, and you ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> nah, I was gonna try to keep going with it, but I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> choose, I was gonna go choose, but I couldn't uh, work choose in there. Mm. So, anyways, what else is popping? You got something else that's popping with um, you? Watch anything good on uh Netflix, HBO Max. It's just been sports. I've really. actually, I've actually um, just finished a show. They just added a new season, uh, The Good Place, okay. on Netflix. I really do like that show. Um, just for those who haven't seen it, it's pretty much about the afterlife, like where you go if you're going to the good place or the bad place, which is obviously heaven or hell, and. Um, they they are tricked in the beginning to believe that they are in the good place when in fact they are in the bad place. So uh, it's kind of cool in the, in the way that they they uh they like trick kind of trick you into thinking where they actually are. And um, it comes full circle in this last season uh, for how it ends. I don't want to give away any spoilers, but that's a good show that I've been watching. For oh, sure. nice. Those sound good. Um, shoot, I don't really have any. Clay, you watch anything good? Recently, anything popping with you? We've been watching the boys on boys. Uh, on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. What season are y'all on? We just finished season two, which is the we're up to date now. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Are we you just released it um, this month? Oh, okay. You like it? Y'all like it? Yeah, it's really good. It's um, if you don't know about the boys, it's basically what if superheroes were owned by evil corporations. Mm-hmm. And they could basically do whatever they want, posing like they're good, but they're really like twisted, sick individuals. Oh, like the good, yes. maybe like it's the cool. good place. So, so the good guys are the bad guys. It's pretty oh. cool. Yeah, it's, you, it gets pretty raunchy, but 
Oh, the really? The concept is really good. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, you, you've seen The Good Boys. I, I mean, not The Good, the good Boys. boys. <laughs> you got The Good Place and The Boys mixed up. You've seen The Boys, too, I've haven't you? I've seen the first season of The Boys, and it's, it is awesome. It is a very good show. Uh, I need dude, to get, season I need two to is up. just, it's, it's wild. Oh, yeah, I definitely <laughs> got to get caught up. Yeah, I've seen a few episodes in season one, but I'm not really in. Don't know fully everything that's going on, mm-hmm. but yeah, need to get on that. Yeah, get on the boys, boys. You got anything that's flopping? Thing that's flopping. Yeah. Um, man, we can't talk about that on the show. <laughs> <laughs> James Harden. <laughs> James Harden is somewhere this off season working on his flopping. Oh. You don't think LeBron's out there working? Well, he just wanted a ring, so he can take a break. He's he's got a break. Got a nice deserved break. I know Marcus Smart's in there working hard too on that flopping. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I got a what's flopping, and this is something that's been driving me up the wall for a while now. And so, are y'all both? Are y'all iPhone owners? You don't own an iPhone, do you, Clay? You you know about the iPhone, don't you, Braggs? I do. Have you discovered the? you know how you can make an emergency call now? Like that automatic 911 call or something with your phone? No, I did not. So, you got an 11? What is this, 11? I think it's an 11. Do you have an 11? I got the XS. Oh, okay. So, I think what it is, though, the button, you know, to turn your screen on and off. I'm pretty sure if you click it, like, three times in a row, that automatically, it calls 911. Ever since getting this phone, do you know how many times I've called 911? <laughs> I call 911 practically every morning when I'm reaching down for my phone because just on the other side of the iPhone is the volume buttons. And the volume buttons is your easy little click to turn or snooze your alarm. Instead of having to go on the screen and swipe, you can just click. But when I'm, you know, half dead awake, just reaching over for my phone, grabbing it, I'm just clicking side buttons. And then I hear the little alarm going as my phone is calling 911. And so uh, they usually answer in time. A lot of times, though, it takes a while for them to answer. Like, I don't even realize I'm calling them. And then uh, it's 30 seconds gone by, and it's almost gone to voicemail. That's not good That's for 911. Or they're calling me back. And so it's always, they really just need to put my number down in that system and be like, you know what? No matter what, don't answer this 911 <laughs> number. I'm, I'm willing to take that risk, honestly, because it's gotten out of hand. Um, I do it faking. so often. Yeah, he's pump faking. You know how like your mom would tell you a lot of things were illegal when mm-hmm. they were actually weren't illegal, yeah. just to get you to not do things. So I'm pretty sure that was one thing was illegal. Is calling 911 for no reason? Is that legal or illegal? Oh, it's illegal. Yeah, it's illegal. You can't prank call 911. Well, okay, yeah, but what if I'm act? So is that an illegal act that I'm participating in when I'm accidentally calling 911? Every you know seven a.m. morning. Well, if as yeah. long as it's accidental and you're not purposely calling them and hanging up, or yeah, then I think you're all right. Well, anybody out there who wants to prank call nine one one, you can use that excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got this new iPhone, man. These buttons just click themselves. Yeah, yeah. All you young children out there, that's how you do it. It's like a Tesla. I, I might cut that. Um, headlines, Clay, Mr. Clay, sir. 
<laughs> All right, number one, Daryl Morey resigns as Houston Rockets general manager. Yes, Mr. Morey, um, the eccentric Mr. Morey, the trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers, blast in China, Mr. Morey. Uh, a lot of people are speculating he did not resign, that his job's pretty much been over and done with since the China thing, but I don't think the Rockets made it want to look like a China thing, so they're like, hey, you know what? Just carry out the season and, uh, you know, just have your bags packed. Championship or bust, man. Yeah. So, um, it, I like Daryl Morey just because um, I do appreciate <laughs> – he's really not uh, – doesn't back down. He he, mm-hmm. you know, says what he means, and he it's not. Well, he kind of is apologetic for it because they kind of forced him to. But you know, he's still trying to get a, get some stuff out there. But at the same time, not that good of a general manager. I see what you're <laughs> trying to do. There's been many a times that me and Titus have questioned, uh, you know, his pickups, especially his regular season, mid season trades. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just trying to be the Warriors, and. Not succeeding. Warriors 2.0. Yeah. And it's really Warriors negative 1.0. Mm-hmm. Which I want to, uh, do you think, which to me has just always been, I thought, ridiculous and terrible, especially since the whole, them picking up Russell Westbrook. Um, those are not players that play good team ball. So he's trying to play. He's trying to plug a in a bunch, bunch of, of individual players. One on one. Yes. <laughs> you have a bunch of one on one superstars. Yeah. And then you just spread them with shooters. Spread the floor with shooters. Which I get it. I I get what they're trying to do. And on paper, it looks good. Yeah, on paper, that is a great recipe. But in real life, when you have to play against people like LeBron James and Anthony Davis, that paper. Those analytics, none of that matters. <laughs> like, it does <laughs> yeah, not yeah. matter. Exactly. So it does not matter. It's just like um the Heat, which I know the Heat isn't. This isn't the finished product, and they didn't even really expect to get where they got this year. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, even though they were playing out of their minds some games, and the Lakers were just sucking others, um, you can't get the rebounds. You're not tall enough. So that's where they, they suffer. They can't, they get a lot of, um, they give up a lot of offensive boards, mm-hmm. second chance uh, points. They, you know, they can't rebound for themselves. And two, it's all good and fine when you're really good at shooting a three pointer and you're breaking team stats or yeah. uh, league stats during the regular season. But when it gets to the playoffs, it's a whole different game. And, We've seen it many times where they just go cold. Like all your, all your players are gonna be snipers, bro, and they can all miss. And like, that's that's all it takes is you know with that system. Yes, if you play a perfect game and if you shoot forty high forty percent from the three point line, like yes, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna win some of those games. But when you don't, you're gonna lose, and there's no there's no way around it. When you don't shoot well, you're going to lose. Yeah. So it's it's high risk, and I mean I just I just don't believe in that system. Well, yeah, and since it's one on one players too, like Harden and Westbrook, when look, <laughs> there's so many possessions where where they come down the court and only 
they're the only ones that touch the ball. You yeah, know, the ball right doesn't even get uh, kicked out, spread around. There's no movement much. And it's hard to play off players like that, you know, because they really just want you to stay in the corner and leave them alone or come set a pick for them. But that's about it. They should have kept Clint Capella. I never understood yeah, why, that was why crazy. they got rid of Clint Capella. Uh, Trevor Ariza, even though that's – couple years ago yeah but that's been should, that was that was really that was huge the difference in their defensive scheme because you even saw in the in that playoff series where if chris paul didn't get hurt like they probably beat the warriors yeah and after they traded uh uh ariza umbaba mute like those were those were three and d guys those are guys that can guard multiple positions and they were you know he's a spot up shooter. He's gonna he's gonna hit shots. Uh, Trevor Ariza. So it's like, you know, I see what you're trying to do by getting more power, but you really took like the core of your team and yeah. you dissolved that. Your glue guy, your yeah. guy who's also gonna go get your rebounds and get yes. your and play really good defense against stars. And that's and that's the one thing though, just kind of bring it back to the Miami Heat. That's the one thing that me, you know, I'm a fan. You know, that's my favorite team. So I'm just hoping that we don't try to try to do something so exaggerate that we melt out the the core of our team because mm-hmm. yes Jimmy Butler is you know is the man he's our leader and we we need him for sure but we also need pieces like Bam and I feel like we need pieces like Tyler Harrow so it's like if we keep those three um and Dragic man I love Dragic yeah we keep those if we keep those four i think anybody else can be on the trading block yeah but we have to keep those four like yeah. that, that core there is going to be what takes us um to the next level in the future yeah so. you're right about that bro right uh headline number two please number two tampa bay rays are going to their first world series since 2008 after beating the astros four to two in game seven yes Go Rays. You know what? If anybody out there who's trying to run not only just, you know, it's not limited to sports franchises, any business. If you need any, uh, you know, help or any tips or need somebody to watch to model your business after, just go to the Tampa Bay Rays owners because they know how to get you to a world, maybe not necessarily win one, but they can get you to a World Series under budget smart yes so what this means is that i want to throw this in here um tampa bay rays are my in my top three for mlb teams so i'm very happy for them i would put them at number three um i've been to tropicana field you've been to tropicana you've been to tropicana Tropicana, haven't you yeah been to tropicana can we say that is the worst um baseball (laughs) Uh, field stadium whatever it is 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 lackluster yeah (laughs) like yeah lackluster for sure i told titus that last week i think i said um you definitely don't go when you go to a Rays game you don't go for the majestics of a baseball game you're going to watch some baseball Uh that's it because you don't even get the magic of kind of walking out of the tunnel you know that's one of the best parts even still as a 25 year old but it was even more magical as a kid when you're walking up those stairs or walking around and you go to the tunnel and see the whole field open up to you, uh, it's just a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And with the Rays, when you do that, you kind of just feel like you walked into a um, a warehouse that got turned <laughs> yeah. into a, 
a baseball facility. It really is like a training facility. Like it, that's what it is. It's not made for the fans. But the the thing is, though, you can counter that with there's not a bad seat in the house. Yeah, like you can pay twenty five bucks for a ticket to be like right there. You know, it's not mm-hmm. bad because it doesn't go that far up. And I kind of like how it was laid out with the seating. It's just very lackluster and yeah. everything when it comes to the amenities and um, the visuals of it. But uh, yeah, shout out to the Rays though. Um, oh, but what I was going to say is that the Rays, of course, they have to win it this year because next year, a lot of these guys, they're going to be worth a lot more money next year. And the Rays are going to say no deal. You know, we'll find somebody else because that's how they do it. They get their success in 28, 2008. What they do, they kind of, Blow up the team, said goodbye to some guys who helped them get them there because, you know, their worth went up. And they said, you know what? We can find some other guys to do it. It would take some development. But, uh, yeah, shout out to the Rays. Next headline, please. Le'Veon Bell signs with the Chiefs after being released on waivers by the Jets. Go ahead, say it. Them boys straight cheating in Kansas City, man. I don't, I don't know, I don't know how they pulled this one off. Um, they, they need somebody like David Stern out there. I'm telling you, to veto something like that. They wouldn't even let Chris Paul play with Kobe Bryant, and they got Le'Veon Bell out here joining the most potent offense that we've almost ever seen before, and. And his reasoning for joining them really struck me, too. He said that this team showcases my talents the best. That, that brings me back to, uh, and I hate to bring it back to another NBA reference, but that, that sounds a lot like Mr. Kevin Durant yeah, to me. Yeah, I knew me. you were going there. Um, <laughs> I, like, I mean, dude, if you're on a team with Patrick Mahomes, you got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, uh, Miko Hardman. Uh, You're forgetting about Sammy, the running Sammy backs Watkins, they already have. Uh, Edwards. Edwards. How can Hilaire. they even focus on Le'Veon Bell? You can't. You yeah. literally can't. You know how you focus on Le'Veon Bell? This is how you focus on him. Oh, we're getting a former all-star, former number one running back in the league for, what, 500K? What are they getting? to? A mil? Maybe two mil? They're, they're paying nothing for this guy, so why not go get him? And... You're right. So I don't think Le'Veon Bell is necessarily here for the the stats or the accolades. I think he's in that point of his career because running backs are very disposable and he has lasted longer than a lot of running backs have. Played. Yeah, because he didn't he play. And that was well, years, that was the much. reason because he wanted his money and he knows he's very the position's very disposable. So uh, you know, he took that year off, but with I think after going to the Jets and seeing what a dumpster fire that is and seeing how good he actually had it back in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. he's like, all right, you know what? I stepped away from a potential title-winning team that is uh, has great owners, a great head coach. I walked away from that being stupid. Because, I mean, not that stupid. He wanted his money. And mm-hmm. like I said, running back, very disposable. So these running backs, they have to make hard decisions. They got to get their money now instead of counting on them in the long run, because they probably won't even, you know, they're, they'll be out of their prime or hurt or yep. something. So I think it was a smart move. And to me, he's exactly right when it comes to 
they showcase his abilities because in the scheme, they throw a lot out of the backfield. So he's a very good pass catching running back. And two, um, I mean, it's a good offensive line and kind of the way they run stuff too. They run a lot of like delays and um, pass run, play action, yeah. um, re- a lot of reads too. Yeah, yeah, so that's perfect for him. And he's a guy too. He waits a lot a too. He runner. let. Yeah, he lets uh, the defense develop, and then he picks his role. So since he's such a patient runner and is already kind of in the back, I feel like they can get pretty uh, creative with that. It's gonna I be just, nasty, bro. It is the cheat. I code. just got, I just got two things to say that I'll close this out on. One, I'm very, very happy for Le'Veon Bell getting out of the Jets uh, organization because they are terrible. They're mm-hmm. not gonna be good until they. They've got to dismantle from the top down. They've just they got to get rid of folks. Um, I feel really bad for Sam Darnold. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I really don't. I think he's actually a decent quarterback that can be pretty good put in the right situation. But he's in the total wrong situation. Um, so that's my first point. And then secondly, if the Chiefs pick me up today, I think that I could probably be a Pro Bowl. Um, Pro Bowl <laughs> contender, like honestly, straight up, because it's the perfect, it's the perfect storm. Like there's, they, okay. So when we're talking about this, um, we don't have to go deep into it because we got a lot of other stuff to talk, to talk about. But this makes me start to wonder. So we talk about a lot with greatest of all time when it comes to quarterbacking, and the big topic when it comes to naming Tom Brady, you know, the goat, which. Uh, those out there who would disagree, their counter argument is that look at all those weapons he had, which actually didn't really have those weapons, but he did have Moss for a few years. You had Hernandez, um, Gronk, Gronk out there, West Edelman, uh, Wes Welker. So yeah, it wasn't perennial uh, Hall of Famers out here on his side, but a lot of people would make that argument. He's had the weapons, but he's also had the defense to back him and the coach and the scheme. I kind of wonder, just I, and I think I can probably just counter what I'm about to say because some of the plays he makes is absolutely ridiculous, and it doesn't matter what scheme, what coach. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just raw, pure athleticism and touched by the hands of God, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But why don't we ponder that for Patrick Mahomes because he's got one of the best offensive minds on his side with Andy Reid, and then he's got three of the fastest wide receivers there are in the league. Yes. He's got um, a good offensive line, a good defense to back him up. He's and in a good he system. A, got now he has a running back. And now he's got a run. He's got now another, he's got running, another back. running back. And their backup wasn't already that bad. He, Jamal Williams, I think. Or just, uh, it's not Jamal, but. Yeah, Williams. Yeah, Will, yeah Williams. but it's Williams, uh, a pass catcher. Like, good. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there. Maybe we can throw that up. Just let's think and about I, it. And let's I will say. It. And I will say that Patrick Mahomes. A lot of the questions that I have about him is that he was thrown into like the perfect situation because I heard I heard somebody say, "Though, oh, that game was like us watching Michael Jordan play or something like that." And you know, you know how I feel about Mr. Jordan, <laughs> but um, to the the fact that they compared. Uh, Magic. I mean, Michael Jordan to um, Patrick Mahomes is just. Oh yeah, he's got the weapons around him. Michael Jordan 
when he first came into the league, like they 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 were bad. Like they had to figure out how to win. But Patrick Mahomes kind of came into the perfect situation where he got to sit out for that year. He got to watch how how the system works. And by the time he was starting, that team was clicking and he was just the last piece. Now, I'm not saying he's not good because he's great, but I think his greatness wouldn't be as uh as upfront right now if he was playing for another organization. Yeah, you're totally right because think about it too. I think he was only on that bench for one year. One and year. the dude came from Texas Tech, bro, and was what, the fourth or fifth quarterback selected. Like a lot of people, you know, were saying, hey, watch out for this guy. He's got potential, but, but nobody it, that's gotta tell you like he stepped into a great situation. Mm-hmm. He was right player at the right time. Yep. Yeah. Uh is that it on the headlines? Is it? Okay. So next Hey guys, we're here from Butler Productions Multimedia. <laughs> Throw that in out there for all of, all of our podcast listeners. Yes. Maybe listening on a Monday because this is when it will come out. Happy Monday for our viewers out there. Well, we don't know yet. It's either a Sunday night or a Monday. Hope y'all are doing well out there. I think that's what I had to say. I think that's one to one to throw in there. Anyways, with that, it's like five thirty on a Sunday. Five twenty-seven. 8.30, I think, something like that. Braves and Dodgers, game seven. Mm. Nothing surprises me as a Braves fan. What will surprise me tonight is a dub. Even though I'm hopeful we will get one. You know, we're here, Titus. We were up three to one. We could have ended it. I mean, Titus. <laughs> <laughs> It's the shades, man. <laughs> yeah. It's the shades. Well, too, I'm just I'm used to I looking in this it. direction and just um, talking to Titus Braxton. I'm sorry, Titus. Love you, buddy. Yeah, we're here. We went three to one. We could have put it away, but now we got to make things complicated. Go three to three. I feel good about it, though. Dustin May is on the hill for the Dodgers, and we had good success from last uh, game. We faced them. He only pitched two innings, and we smoked him. We got Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson, this just can't be – this is a big stage for him. Rookie, he's been perfect uh, in these playoffs so far. We just need – well, we need like three more out of him, but right now we need that one more. We need that perfect – not a perfect game, but – and the bats got to back us up because uh, the bats went cold over these past two games. He is he is a savage on the mound though. He's, Ian Anderson. He he holds it down. Uh, he I was very impressed with his last outing. Um, so I haven't I haven't been watching Braves baseball a lot this year. Yeah. Um, obviously started tuning in during the uh, playoffs, and he's really impressed me. Um, I didn't I didn't I didn't even know he was playing for the Braves, and and he really came out and showed showed his worth to me. So yeah, he really has. I I think the Braves. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. See, this is what I get, bro. And this is what we get as Atlanta and Georgia fans because we're out here. You know what? Yeah, at the end of the day, I, th- I think we're really going to pull it off. Like, we sit here and just mull over it and just <laughs> put ourselves through. I mean, it's like smoking cigarettes. We're just killing ourselves. Yep. We're taking years off our life. Yep. <laughs> One uh, Georgia sports cigarette at a time. <laughs> 
no filters or anything. <laughs> We're just taking it straight to the dome. So yeah, that's what that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go full Atlanta Braves right now. I'm gonna dive into it. I'm gonna say we're gonna come out victorious. Yes. Why not? Yes. Why not? Uh, the Astros just tried to make the same comeback. Well, actually, they were they were down three and zero, and they couldn't pull it off. So the Braves, we need you to pull through just like the Rays did yesterday. Um, do you think the Braves are gonna pull this off? What? I. So I, I'm I'm kind of stuck, but I was I will say that I really do believe that the Braves are going to pull this off. Um, I really I really hope that they do. I think it's more of a hope than than what I actually think is going to happen. Uh, so what I actually think is going to happen, I think that um, Atlanta's going to Atlanta it up, man. Mm-hmm. They're gonna. <laughs> They're gonna <laughs> so we're gonna lose. That's yeah, what you're saying. Atlanta's, Atlanta's I, I don't blame Atlanta. you. That's, I mean, that's a very smart I, pick. I just, I just, I've seen it too many times, and I feel bad for, I feel bad for all Atlanta fans because y'all are always knocking on the door and nobody opens it for you. Nobody does. No matter how hard you knock, no matter how, like how many times you're knocking, nobody opens that door, and you can't get over the hump. And it's, I mean, is this the year? Also, I mean, 2020 has been a weird year, so maybe if the Braves win the World Series, it kind of makes sense, mm-hmm. you know? But in all reality, Dodgers are going to win, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say they're going to win. They're going to win 5-2. to two. I think if the Dodgers are going to win, they're going to take the cap off the game early. Because that's how we lose in the playoffs with the, with the Braves. It's never a heartbreaker. Well, it's a heartbreaker because we'll get down to game six, game seven, and the you know opposing team will just take the cap off in the first or second inning, and it's over. So um, hopefully we got that out of the way two games ago when the Dodgers just ran up the score on us. Oh, we need Acuna to step up tonight because Acuna has been trash. There's other guys that really that need to step up too, but he's the number one guy. If If he would just do a fraction of what he's been doing over the regular season or the rest of these playoffs, we'd be fine. Yep. But the guy who's been straight balling for the Dodgers is um, Corey Seager. Um, oh, so he's got the hot bat, man. Yeah, dude. You know what Corey Seager looks like? What? Corey Seager looks like the college dropout at your local bar who always reminds you that he has those pills you've been looking for. <laughs> Corey Seager. That's what he looks like. He's got them pills for the Braves. Yeah. He got yeah. them. Put them to sleep. Mm-hmm. All right. Coaching carousel. Go Bravos. So, NBA coaching carousel. We all like a good coaching carousel. What's our number one acquisition, Mr. Clayton? Let me unmute my microphone. Help. <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers hire Glenn Rivers. Glenn Rivers. No more Doc. It's disrespectful. You can't call him Doc in Philly. Mr. Glenn. Glennon. Is his name Glennon? Glennon Rivers. Maybe uh, his name is Glendal. Mm. I like a good Glendal. Glendal. <laughs> Can you fear somebody named Glendal? <laughs> yeah, let's coach Glendal. Coach <laughs> this is going to be easy. Yeah, so what do you think about Doc? Well, former Doc, now Glenn, is going to be able to spin the 76ers and the success. I think, uh, I think Glenn 
Uncle Glenn. Formerly formerly Doc. Um I think he's I think he's gonna re like reinvent himself in in Philly. Uh I think it's really good for him because he's had I mean he's had good teams with the Celtics, got a championship. He's had good teams with the Clippers, wasn't able to get over the hump. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's not really like all his fault. First off, the Clippers do play in the same town, same arena as the LA Lakers. And everybody and their mama knows that the Clippers will never ever be as big as the Los Angeles Lakers. The time gap, the wins, the history is just too much to overcome. It's not going to happen ever. Um so I think that any any coach that goes to the Clippers um is signing up signing up for a for a tough job, a tough gig just because of you know, Big Brother Lakers is right there, yeah. always making moves and doing stuff. And I mean, even when the Lakers were having their bad years, like they still had more sales than them. Like they still get more fans than them. Mm-hmm. It d- does not matter. So I think that has a big part to play in it. Um, but I think that what he brings to the table, as far as getting all of his guys on the same page, I think that's going to be huge for the Sixers because that's that's been their problem. They have two. They have two leaders on the team, uh, in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and I think that while they lead together and they may be f- like friends with each other and cool, you have to have that one that one leader on your team that's gonna show up and that's gonna be there, and that's not Joel Embiid. He needs to take the back seat as far as the leadership to Ben Simmons. And he needs to just show up, play ball. And I also think that Mr. Glenn is going to move uh, move Ben Simmons from the one and put him out at the four through the— That's what needs to happen. Four through two. I mean, maybe, maybe really he can— four. Yeah, he needs to play the four. You know, uh, point four, point forward, I think that's a way better position for him and for their offense uh, to, to percolate and do what they've got to do. There's no doubt Glenn is here to transform himself as he's already done that in the name process. So we got step one down in trans- transforming yourself. It's in the whole, you know, there's a textbook about it, you know, the Transformers. New name. Who yeah, is? new name. Yeah, new name. Who this? Now you got to get a new cell phone number. Uh, I'm, you know, I wish the best for Glenn, and I think. He will do fine, but I, I, I mean, you know, my dude's had a lot of good teams, all right? <laughs> and he only got one ring. He got a whole lot of good teams, but only one ring. And, you know, at the end of the day, he got a ring, but his teams should have rings by by this time. You know what I'm saying? So, uh yeah, I mean, I, I think Doc, like, I got nothing against Doc. I think he is a good coach, but at the same time, in my book, you are major sus, you know, SU, capital S-U-S. Um, if you've had those good teams, and I, and I'm not saying just, it's not just one ring, it's the fact that you couldn't get to the finals, you know, with the, any of those teams, or even get into, did he even get into the Western Conference Finals? How many times? Once? I believe he did with the... Um... With the with, Clippers, with the Clippers, yeah, but I think that was a one-time deal when they played. Because I do, I do believe he went. They went to the 
Western Conference Finals one time, but it's like, man, you got Chris Paul, um, ultimate leader, one of the best point guards ever. You had everything. Like, you that team was built uh, very complimentary. I thought, thought it was a very well-built team. Yes. It did, did have some egos on there that but were hard even to... all the way down to the bench and the sixth man, like, that was even yes. locked in. Like, they had Jamal Crawford out there going yeah. crazy. Which, yeah, I can't really find – I'm not going to dig through right now to look for it. But, uh, yeah, so that's why I'm suspect on it is because – He's going to a team that's got the roster, maybe not a complimentary roster. It's gonna, there's gonna be need some you know moves to be made. There's egos on that roster too, so it's gonna be interesting to see how he deals with them. Um, so yeah, all right, coaching carousel. Are we on number two? Yeah. Okay. Ty Lue was hired as LA Clippers' new head coach. Ty Lue. What you gonna do when those Lakers come for you? Boo. Boo, boo, boo. You like Ty Lue, don't you? I, I do like him. But you're just upset he went to the Clippers. I'm very upset he went to the Clippers because I know what the Clippers are trying to do. And it's a smart move. It's it's kind of petty. <laughs> and it's also not gonna work because you can get a coach. That coach LeBron, the only good coach that LeBron's ever had is in Miami, and he's not leaving. So any other coach that you get, that coach LeBron, he's not going to help you beat LeBron. What what is what does Ty Lue know that another coach doesn't know? Yeah. Like what what is what is his recipe? No, nothing. I'm gonna call Allen Iverson on him if he keep, if he if he really thinks he's gonna. Gonna do something with them Clippers. Yeah, I did think about. Uh, I I thought about that earlier. Can I work in a t- you know <laughs> AI reference in there? But you did it for me. Yes, so thank sir. you. But uh, with Ty Lue, it's all right. So when it comes to Ty Lue, another dude, I have nothing against. I think overall he's a good coach and knows what he's doing. I just still come with that eh, because because <laughs> I really do question like how much he had to do with what was going on in Cleveland because uh kind of just I feel like he kind of walked into, you know, something that was just ready for success. I mean, it was LeBron. It was uh, LeBron's it was a LeBron team. team. LeBron so was coach. yeah. So that's why I had to go and on that. Uh, who I thought the Clippers should have gotten was and I'm going to mention him again, but Kenny Atkinson, which I'm I'm really surprised he hasn't been picked up anywhere, but the former um Nets coach. Mm-hmm. That dude was just he was good at uh helping players develop, bro. I mean Spencer Dinwiddie, Jeff uh Levert. yeah, Lavert, like all these dudes out here, and he had them playing good, bro. It was a starless roster. But yet they were still almost going five hundred. Like so uh I thought that he would have been a good one because he seems like a guy who can really he knows how where to put the guys. Um, best for success, and also knows how to develop other talent um, that aren't stars, which is what they need. Which I mean, Paul George needs to be developed a little bit more. But uh, development and that team needs a leader. That team needs a new leader because, from the looks of it, the leader on that team is probably Patrick Beverly. And 
That's not necessarily a good thing. That is not a good <laughs> thing. That is terrible. You want him to be a dog. You want him to do that. But if he's your like leader on your team, you got a problem. Team yeah. with Kawhi on it, you know Kawhi's not going to lead. As much great things as he does, leading is his worst attribute. He is not he doesn't he doesn't talk. He doesn't try to bring energy. He he doesn't like try to talk to his teammates whenever they mess up. He kind of just like thinks that everybody would get and think about basketball the way that he does instead of like addressing it and saying like, no, this is probably what you should do. Yeah, which Kawhi, we've had this argument before and I would always argue that, well, I see what you're saying, but he's not a vocal leader, but he is that, he does make a difference. He's a leader by example because he is the hardest working dude on there and the best, you know, all around player on your team. But uh, also, too, he gives you that confidence of just knowing, like, oh, I got this dude on my court, like, you know, on my side on the court today. Then, yeah, there's an extra boost of confidence. So that's a, you know, leadership. That's a little bit of leadership in a different way. But, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Coaching carousel number three, please. Number three, ex-Oklahoma City head coach Billy Donovan hired to lead the Bulls. I don't hate it. I think they could have done better, but Billy Don. So me and uh, Titus have uh, we've slandered, not necessarily me. I'll put myself in a little bit. Titus has mainly slandered Billy Donovan until this year. He took it back when the Thunder surprised us all by going as deep as they did and challenging who they play in the playoffs. They the played. Um... Was it the Lakers? Lakers. Yeah. They played when the they Lakers. got the Lakers, what, six games, seven games? Well, in seven games. No, yeah. The Lakers only lost lost once to each team except for the Heat. Oh, okay. But um, I can't remember. But um, the Thunder, they surprised us. We can say that. And their regular season record was pretty good, too. So, yeah, I mean, I think Billy Donovan will be fine. I think this is what he wanted. They played the Clippers. They beat... Did they beat the Clippers? They almost beat the Clippers. They played the Clippers, and the Clippers beat them. Barely. Yeah, barely. It's like game six, game seven. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. But I think it'll be fine. This is what he wanted. He wanted a, um, a young team, I think, to help develop and have more of a say in you know, who's coming, who's going. I don't know. What do you think about it? Um, I think that... I think that Billy Donovan is a good hire for the Bulls. Um, just the way that, just the his coaching style and what he brings to the table is that like grit, that grind. You know, he's. It's always a thing with college coaches that their uh, coaching styles don't always transfer to the NBA because there there are a lot of a lot of their teaching is about passion and about grinding and really wanting it. And, yeah, know, not the X's and O's. Yeah, when yeah. you got those college kids that are trying to make it to the league and they're trying to get somewhere, that's great for them, you know, but not always for guys that are already in the league, that are already millionaires, you know. Um, but he's actually done a really good job of being able to reflect that onto the league and get them, those grown men, to buy in and, and give it all they've got and, you know, buy into the team system and everything. So I think that with him doing that and bringing the defensive pedigree to the table, I think that's good for that a uh, young Bulls team. Um, I definitely want to see how he can help develop uh, Kobe White. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a really good, really good young guy. He's also got Zach Levine on the team. Um, so they're obviously a team that needs another superstar. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if if they were getting some look, looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they need another superstar. Yeah, I feel like the Bulls are going to try to mirror the Heat sort of style, which is those franchises always has always been shared a lot of similarities to me. I would mm-hmm. think, and they've just always ran that grit and grind type of uh, you know we're going to outwork you, yeah, uh, deal. So uh, yeah, next uh, coaching carousel. The Pelicans, the Rockets, the Pacers, and the Thunder have yet to name a new head coach. Yeah, so this is why I said I would be mentioning Kenny Atkinson again because I think he would be a perfect fit for the Pelicans Um, just based off of what I said earlier, being able to develop young players, which is the big key there. Um, Also, I think it's either Stan Van Gundy or Jeff Van Gundy. They're in the final running. Each of them, I think, in one of like the Rockets and the Pelicans, but uh, I would love to see Stan Van Gundy back out there because uh, I think he's a really smart basketball coach. He just hasn't had the best teams to coach. I mean, dealing with the Magic, yeah, yeah, Dwight Howard, but is Dwight and his kids, and <laughs> then going up to uh, Detroit. I mean, it's the Pistons. So, yeah. but yeah, um, do you have any takes on that anywhere? Anybody think, should go. I think that uh I think Van Gundy going to uh I don't I don't want him to I want him to be able to get to a team that has some some weapons and some good stuff. So I don't really want him to go to the Pelicans or the the um Pacers. Him to the Rockets I think would the be great. Best bet for him is to get with the Rockets. But I feel he, like that's Jeff Van Gundy they're targeting. I may be wrong. But also, we underrated. Yeah, it is Jeff Van Gundy, which Jeff Van Gundy already had a stint with the Rockets way yeah. back when. That was his last team, I think. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't surprise me. And it is SVG. He is a uh, finalist for the Pelicans. But I say flip flop that because I think Stan Van Gundy would be better off than Jeff at the Rockets. With the Rockets? Yeah. I would like to see what he can do with talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's the main thing with these coaches. I hate. I hate when they throw coaches on a team that's just already got no hope. Yeah. This is pretty much like this this isn't going to help. Yeah. But Um, I think people look at Van Gundy maybe as a development guy too. And maybe somebody who's got a good eye who can help with the front office and putting pieces together, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But um, is that it for the coaching carousel? All right. So a lot of sports, a lot of sports, 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 college football. We did, uh, just wanted to backtrack real quick before we get too far ahead. We um, underrated the the Thunder very, very, very much so. Okay. They actually played the Rockets because they were the fifth seed. Yeah, they the beat NFL. the Rockets. Yeah. That's that's crazy. I yeah, they, no, I, I, I think you're the one who was, <laughs> don't tell me well, I was then, in that. Well, that was I, you. Well, then I did. <laughs> you guys, I want to correct myself. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were the fifth they seed. They overachieved. And then they played the uh, Lakers. Yeah, that's right. So, college football, some upsets. Any of you out there who were looking for our college football pod this past week, it got recorded 
it didn't get sent out because editing once again took too long but that's okay we're fixing that we're gonna start then we're recording tomorrow to give ourselves better turnaround time mm-hmm. of getting stuff out but i want to start it out by saying i was right and i'll throw it in the clip or i'll throw it in the pod this week i got it on recording but i said south carolina will must champ they're going to be auburn that's what happened I didn't watch the full game. I watched the beginning of it when I thought Auburn was going to win because it was looking like they were going to. But Seth Williams is trash. Bo Nix is trash. That offensive line is trash. I want to talk to one individual out there, a specific player on the Auburn Tigers. I want to say Mr. Tank Bigsby. That man. Come on, man. Alabama, Nick Saban would be glad to have you, man. You want some rings? You want some tings? You want more things? Go to Bama, man. You're uh, trying to take their best player. Yeah, bro, because Gus ain't doing nothing for him, bro. Gus and Chad Morris ain't doing nothing for him. He is the only hope that team has, and and you're trying to take them away from him. Yeah, dude, get out of there, bro. (laughs) Get out of there now. Get out while you can. Yeah, before one of the things that are on fire falls on you ends your career. Get out. Now, <laughs> Dang, oh, that's funny. Leave. That is they funny. don't deserve you, bro. They don't. Not at all. What a shock! Auburn not knowing how to utilize talent. Oh, and I need to. As we're talking about Auburn, we do have a uh, official, not the experts, uh, Auburn correspondent. I got her takes. Okay, I asked her to give me the breakdown. What's wrong with Auburn? She said, our O-line is trash, and Bo doesn't know how to throw the ball. The play calling is ridiculous. And then I asked, are you on the fire Gus bus? (laughs) Are you on the fire Gus bus? Turn the Gus bus, it's on fire now. Everybody's wanting the fire, the Gus bus. She said, absolutely not. Haven't been for years, but just as soon as we start sucking, we beat UGA or Bama and extend this contract. I think she kind of read that wrong. I think she is on the fire, Gus Bus. Maybe she thought I was saying, hey, are you still hanging on in the Gus Bus while it's on like, fire? No. Yeah, I could see that. But the problem is there's no options out there. And she's right, because I was going through Auburn Twitter yesterday. Auburn Twitter's out here calling for, they want uh, Hugh Freeze, bro. That, they're asking for <laughs> Hugh Freeze. But good God. That is sad. Yeah, it, it, if your fan base is out here on Twitter yelling for their, <laughs> yelling for their AD to fire Hugh Freeze to be their head football coach and lead them to the glory land, you're going to need a lot more than yeah, Hugh Freeze. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. Not a bad pickup, I guess, because Hugh Freeze was successful at Ole Miss until he got caught cheating. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's not that bad. But two, I think y'all could no, y'all can't do better. That's right. Um, y'all are Auburn. So good luck with that. I'm sure Hugh Freeze will be ready to come back though. What what Liberty just do who they beat? They're four and zero now. Liberty just beat Syracuse. Thirty eight to twenty one. You know what? Why wouldn't you want Hugh Freeze, honestly? I'm actually on this Hugh Freeze train um yeah. with Auburn. Yeah. Not really, because he would help them way more than Gus is. But uh yeah, dude, that man is dedicated. Mm-hmm. That man got the freaking he he doesn't take no for an answer i don't know how they got it up there it still baffles me the man coached from a hospital bed 
You know this, Clay? Somehow, they got this man got them to wheel a hospital bed up to the top of that stadium in the coach's booth, and it was just him alone in the hospital bed, sitting like horizontal to the uh, you know window, so we can see his whole body and everything as he's just like looking over with the headset on, and it was crazy. I'm like, how'd you get? That? I, I was just amazed of how they got the bed up there and. Take a gurney down to the field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think what's crazy too is I think he only had like a broken leg or something. It was like, you don't need a hospital bed, bro, for a broken leg. You just need a wheelchair. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Doing the most. Um, maybe he needed his rest. Yeah, maybe. You know what? He was, uh, it was symbolism. He was, sh- he was showing them, hey, this is what we're going to do to the other team. We're going to put them in a hospital bed. <laughs> Yeah, because maybe he broke his leg by getting accidentally tackled by one of his players in practice. When did he do this? I don't know. Uh, this was his first year at Liberty, so oh last goodness. year maybe, two years ago? I got to look this up. Hugh Freeze Hospital bed. That is that is impressive, man. I don't know. I don't know whether to be impressed or... or it's a, or it's a little weird. I, mean. like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like That's all the ultimate. Maybe he was just trying to motivate his team, like... Yeah, no, that's Look, what it was. I'm out here, the broken leg, but I'm not leaving y'all hanging, man. He gave the pregame speech and the halftime speech and the postgame speech all from FaceTime. Oh, oh, mm. oh. So apparently, he had to treat a potentially life-threatening staph infection. Mm. Ooh. I didn't know that part. That's not fun. That's not fun at all. That's grit right there. Yeah. If, you, if you're looking for the definition of grit, WebMD. Hugh Freeze, and that's what that's where you'll find you <laughs> you'll find grit. Just WebMD Hugh Freeze. Uh, any other big college football? I just want to say this too: Clemson's a joke, bro, and the whole ACC is. And I know that's your conference, but get Stop out of here, it. man! Seventy-three to Stop seven it. on Georgia Tech. They're literally cakewalk to the playoffs. Every freaking year is such an advantage. It's not even funny, man. They're just running 12 practice games before they even get to the playoffs. And Alabama, we got to bust up everybody and bust ourselves up while we're at it trying to get to the playoffs. So so by the time they're there, we got at least three or four key guys out, and they got everybody fresh and ready to go because they haven't played anybody. It's ridiculous, man. And so – I think that's why Dabo Swinney, in the end, is going to leave Clemson. Everybody's thinking he's going to retire at Clemson. He solidified his status there. Why would he go to Alabama? He he would just be in the shadows of Nick Saban the whole time. Yeah, well, you know what? Dabo Swinney knows on the inside. He hasn't proven to himself yet and a lot of people that he's a great head coach because he knows he gets the cakewalk through a regular season oh, every oh, year. So in order to solidify his status as a great college football coach, He's got to go to the SEC with the big boys and do it. I'm tired of it, man. Like, get out of here, Clemson. And Dabo Sweeney has to get up to the podium every time, too, and say, I'm tired of the disrespect. And everybody's saying, well, who's disrespecting you? Because he knows deep down on the inside, he should be disrespected. They should all be disrespected, (laughs) bro. Because it's all a, a team with a bunch of NFL talent, and then they're playing teams with ACC football talent, bro. Oh my gosh! And it's you not even the '80s or it. '90s you ACC need to stop football. Stop it right talent. now! You need to stop <laughs> it right now, because we actually have three teams in the top ten 
from the ACC this year. There's a reason because there's okay, three wait, teams. Wait till the Big Ten starts there's playing this teams. week. <laughs> there's three teams. Yeah, well, how many just lost? Well, UNC just lost. Are UNC they going to be not? UNC just lost their first game. Yeah, to who? Florida State. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't call so them what I wanted So you're really going to sit them. there and tell me y'all got three top five teams when one of y'all's top five teams just lost a bunky Florida Florida State, Florida Bro, That's Florida the thing Cheeks. about football, man. You know, you can't, anything can happen, man, on any given day. That's true. It's a good, good competition in the ACC. You don't know who's going to win. In the SEC, you know who's going to win. Well, Bama, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. Those other games are fun to watch, though. <laughs> But yeah, but I understand what you're saying. ACC traditionally, um, in you know recent years, we haven't been as strong uh, as we were once, once in our day. But we're making a good comeback, man. And this weekend, Miami bounced back and beat Pittsburgh, which I know is not a, a top tier team. But we bounced back and looked like a really good football team again after being embarrassed by Clemson. So I I do want to end that on a positive note. It's all about the U, and uh, that's how we're going to do that there. I love gaining the perspective from college football fans who aren't fans of Alabama because I'm allowed to reminisce. You know, you bring back the old days when I'm out here, you know, looking for moral victories and bounce backs against Pitt. I mean, get out of here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my god. My team just put up 41 points and over 500 yards against the supposed number 1 defense in the nation. Let's go. Alabama, Alabama and again, they're doing it. Kirby Smart, get out of here. They're Sit doing down. It. Sit down, Kirby. Did anybody really truly believe though that the Bulldogs were going to beat? Oh, I mean, Alabama? I was honestly other than other than Bulldog fans, of course, cuz they they think they're the best team in the world. But. I mean, I'll say some uh, some Bama Kirk Curb Street picked Georgia, and uh, some Bama fans. I was a little look in the NF in the SEC pod last week. I took Bama to win, but I picked Georgia to cover the spread, and that was only a minus six spread, or was that a minus eight at the time? So I thought it was going to be be a pretty close game, and I, that was just only because. Our defense stepped up, bro. Like our defense played a lot better, and we had the advantage going up against the traditional pocket passing of Stetson Bennett, who's also five five and can't throw over, you know, the line. So, yeah, roll Todd, man. Stetson Bennett, man. Stetson Bennett. Dun, dun, dun. Where's Justin? Dun, dun, dun. Hey, Bulldogs. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, Bulldogs. Where's Justin Fields? We just beat the hell out of you. Rammer jammer, yellow hammer, give them hell, Alabama. Dun, 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 dun. Hey, yeah, that's a great question. Where's Justin Fields? Where's Justin Fields at when you need him? Because Georgia would have had to, probably could have beaten us with a Justin Fields just because our can't trust our defense right now, which we are looking better. Um, and I think we're going to improve. We're going to be a lot better by the end of the season. But at the same time, Justin Fields is going to have better success. Any mobile QB is going to have better success against Alabama than a pocket passer. Mm. That's just straight up. So, yeah, Justin Fields would be more successful. So, so would, uh, would Jamie you? Newman. And so would uh, probably uh, 
Deant Swan, whatever that dude's name is, that was the original starter for Georgia this year. I can't even remember his name. It's Duh something. Should have had Duh something out there, bro. He would have done. He would have <laughs> done something. He would have done something. Would have done something. Now. That's facts. You heard it. You heard it here first. Does something would have done something. Uh, which do you have anything else on college football? Um, yeah, I just I, I did want to ask you ask you something. Do you, do you would you uh recommend any team that's about to play Alabama to put their wide receiver at quarterback for the week or something? Oh yeah, well um, Tennessee may be interesting just because well Garantino Garantano are he's butt booty cheeks <laughs> they they. They actually took him out this this week, and the other yeah. guy got in. Yeah, he's and he so was bad, throwing man. interceptions, bro. But They're all bad. Kentucky, Kentucky, Terry. scary Terry. They've got nine interceptions in the last two games. Really? Their defensive backs are no. Their defense is five this year. They uh, are killing. They, it. I mean, they which Mississippi State. Okay, part of that is Kentucky being good. Like their defense has been good uh, these past few games, and. 34 to 7 on Tennessee. But no. you also have to take into context who they're playing. Mississippi State in general, I think, leads the whole nation in turnovers. Like they're just bad right because now. Because of what Kentucky did to them. I mean, all right. I mean, they're look, two I'm just saying taking the context who they're playing. <laughs> Levi, two games, nine interceptions. Yeah. That's a that's a also, lot of turnovers. But that was Mississippi State. No, t- hats off to them. Hats off to them. That's a lot but of I'm turnovers. just saying. They did face two turnover-prone teams, but hats off to them. And we do ha- I'm pretty sure we do play Kentucky this year. Um, I hope y'all East. do. I hope y'all do play Kentucky. Yeah, they're one of our last games, I believe, Matt, before yep. Auburn. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so a lot of stuff went on this week. So this week there will definitely, I'm promising you guys, there will be a college football pod. Me, Chris Wesley, with a little bit Titus sprinkled in probably. But, um. Be looking out for that. We're going to get more in depth on this. Next up, expert of the week. Expert of the week, Brax, who you got? Expert of the week. It goes to Mr. Adam Silver, my guy, the commissioner's commissioner. Everybody loves him. He's a rock star. But just to add on to his amazing resume, um, he went ahead and uh, – Gave all of his employees that worked in uh, in the NBA bubble this year a thousand dollar bonus, and he also gave them gave them the whole week of Thanksgiving off as well uh, to thank them for their great work. And um, on top of all of that, he organized and orchestrated ninety four days in a bubble of zero positive tests amongst who knows how many people, a few I mean, hundred few hundred i know that's the players though that's just the players are about mm-hmm. a few hundred and then you've got the staff you've got the the people that are in there cooking and everything uh probably around a thousand a lot of people uh, a lot of a lot of people went in that and it, and it was zero uh positive tests the whole time um man this dude needs to needs to be on an election ballot or something dude i'm telling you he's, he's awesome he gave his employees thousand dollar bonus and nobody's got covid Come on. Adam Silver, me, I'm a big fan of uh, capitalism. That's mm. capitalism done right, right there. Ran responsibly. You yes, got a, sir. you got a responsible business owner or business head out here taking care of his employees. But 
still getting the job done, doing what he's got to do to get that product on the shelf or that entertainment in your eyes. Yes. In your blood. And shout out. And he also orchestrated getting that awesome Louis V. Um, oh yeah trophy that case that was just the biggest flex ridiculous biggest man. flex did not have to do that at all the trophy was actually fine being wheeled in on a cart but now it's wheeled in in a louis v uh trophy case yep um jr smith was they said he was eyeing that he was eyeing that suit <laughs> probably at He's, his house now yeah honestly. uh jr smith um <laughs> Yeah, I saw a video of J.R. Smith the other day on the bus after the game. They said J.R. Smith left the bubble and went to Jupiter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not a trophy case anymore. It's a henny case. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a henny case. My expert of the week is, which I had it written down somewhere. I always do this, write it down somewhere and forget about it. Uh, I'll just go with... Arch Manning. Can I throw Arch Manning out? I just want to say it, man. Man, good. That's a good. That's Arch a good Manning one. out here balling, bro. And he only a sophomore. Like, he's got the running ability, and he's got the brains, and he's got the quarterback ability. He's Cooper and Peyton and Archie all in one, bro. Yep. And if one day he has to play against, let's say, a, a, a older Patrick Mahomes, then maybe he can take a put a book out of uh, or page out of Eli's book and uh, knock oh, down the Giants. Oh, I like that. But we need him to do better though because that was only. I mean, Eli got two rings and Against. beat the goat both times. Yes. But we would expect more. We he's got to surpass Eli and Peyton. They both only have two. He's got to surpass them, bro. He's got to get at least three. Well, I was just I was just saying that if he had to play against Patrick, no, Bonner, I, I like that though. He could, he could pull up. Pull up like both, Eli. He'll definitely still be in the league once Arch gets there. Archie's about what six years? Yeah, he's, seven years, he's seven about, years, eight years. He'll be what, in the league. Fifteen. He's about fifteen or sixteen years so old. He's got to go through uh, three more years of high school, three more years of college, at least yep. six years. So yeah, so yeah, five and a half. Yeah, Arch Patrick Mahomes may may be like right at the end of his prime. I don't well, want to say well, that. We'll no, see. No, we'll no, see. No, not yeah, the his prime. Yeah. He'll be in his prime. Yeah, bro. Like his prime's gonna last. He'll be good. His prime's gonna he'll last. He'll still be good with all those weapons. Yes. Not the. Do you have a not the expert of the week? I do have a not the expert of the week. Um, had a few of them, but the one that I'm gonna go with for sure are the Denver Broncos. What are y'all doing? What are we doing? I love you guys. My favorite team. Um. Unfortunately, our best player is hurt, Von Miller. Keep rehabbing and coming back. I know you're going to come back strong for us. But today, today, we beat the New England Patriots. I'll shut down Cam, bro. Shut down Cam Newton. He was coming back, man. It was going to be such a good story. Cam's back. Didn't miss the beat. We're one step closer to getting the number one pick. But no. We can't even we can't even be a good bad team. Like we're just bad at being bad. Cause now what are we gonna do? Go on a three game win streak? And we already beat the worst team in the league. We already beat the Jets. So that's already out of the question. So I got two dubs now. Now we got two dubs. I Atlanta thank you Falcons. For that, we got one dub. Atlanta now. Falcons finally. 
finally got that W. Uh, don't even get me. Started. I need them to get more of those. I need I need at least three or four more wins, no. strong wins this this year. And the Jets, come on now, get them W's in while you can. Get them in, please, because we need that number one pick. That's not happening. We need the number one That's pick. Jets, three game win streak right now. Falcons, five game win streak. All right, you're gonna be you're gonna be good, bro. Y'all y'all aren't gonna get. Uh, you know, football Jesus, Trevor Lawrence. Yes, y'all we are, are. going to end up with the second pick because there's no way the Jets, bro. Le'Veon what? Bell's the one chance they had at any victories. He wasn't took playing out, anyways. Yeah, exactly. Ship That's why they away. had him out. They're they're intentionally look, tanking, and I believe y'all are intentionally tanking too. Y'all just kind of lucked into this because, uh, well, I didn't see it, but apparently at the end of the game when it was y'all's ball and. All y'all had to do was ice the thing, you know, or just get a field goal and y'all are good. Um, Mock, wait, what's y'all? Locke, Drew Locke. They said he threw the he threw a ball in the triple coverage. Like they have no idea why he threw that ball um, and threw, you know, as an interception, which gave the Patriots the chance to that final two minute, you know, drill get it down there. So I think you know they were trying, but um, y'all's can, defense is just too good. I can tell you why he threw it in triple coverage. Because he's trash. Because he sucks. Yeah. He's garbage. That's why I need Trevor. We need Trevor. We need him. There's no questions about it. We need Trevor. And honestly, if we don't get Trevor, hey, fine. y'all be straight, we'll bro. Figure it out. But UGA's do, QB will I be draft do. eligible. Stetson Bennett. Yeah, he good. can stay. He can stay in Athens for all I care. Um, maybe the Falcons will pick him up. Who knows? Yeah, probably will. <laughs> we probably but will. I'll say if we don't get Trevor. Uh, can we please get ETN, please? Mm-hmm. Can you get ETN? I mean, I know we don't necessarily need a I mean, running yeah, back. Yeah, I got Melvin Gordon. But f- screw Melvin Gordon. Screw Philip Lindsay. Yeah, ETN would be a nice ETN team. would be way better than them. So I would take that as well. Yeah, just some some help on offense. Yes. And some more help on defense, too. But I think that our secondary... Defense. For our defense is what we definitely need help on as well. So if we can grab a grab a good cornerback, mm-hmm. maybe a good safety, then we'll be fine. I feel that. Uh, not the wait. Was that you're not? Yeah, mine. Not the expert of the week. Hey, you know what? I'm just gonna match it up with you, bro. I'm gonna go with uh the Falcons because we won today. Surprise, surprise. Which every team gets that pretty much when they make that. In season head coach, they always get that one coach, new coach win. But I started getting mad at the Falcons this week when I read a report about how one of the dudes on defense, I can't remember who, he was saying that, uh, yeah, you know, with Raheem Morris in practice, he's really making us uncomfortable out there. And when I read that, that was the headline. I was like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> and I was had my fingers crossed when I clicked on the article, I was like, please be a bad uncomfortable. Please be a bad uncomfortable. Please be a bad uncomfortable. And then I scroll, scroll, scroll. Yeah, Coach Raheem Morris has really made us uncomfortable uh, all week in practice, but it's a necessary and good comfortable. And I'm like, no! (laughs) No! He's changing things up! He's doing the exact opposite of what Dan Quinn, the the bald clapper. We like to call uh, Jason Garrett the ginger clapper. Well, Dan Quinn was just the bald clapper out there, like a cue ball clapping up against other pool balls out there. Uh, ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. And 
we still got a chance to win the freaking NFC South, bro. And we might. We might make a run, but the team overall just isn't good enough to make that Super Bowl run. So why do I want to get teased for a middle-of-the-pack uh, draft pick when we could get way better and just go ahead and tank this season? Get out of here, Falcons. But Julio back. He balling. Matt Ryan, who I said put some respect on his name last week, even though we need to you know, let him out the door, but do it respectfully. We don't need to kick him out. Let's just let him out. With a little serenade of Joe uh, Flacco, two um, oh, district, get out! I'm Joe about, to, I'm about to excuse you from Joe this Flacco, two Get out of here, Joe bro. Flacco with better weapons. Matt Ryan with a little oopty doop out there today, but uh, yeah. Oh. So boo, go Falcons, rise up. Okay, so NFL, let's uh, we had some upsets. Well, besides Broncos, uh, Titans pulled through. The Eagles almost beat the Ravens. Uh, oh, also, um, <laughs> Titus tweeted yesterday. He's like, he can't wait for next year's draft to watch the Eagles not pick Jalen Waddle, which I thought <laughs> was really funny. Um, and one of their wide receivers today dropped a, you know, touch an easy touchdown right in the chest. I mean, their wide receivers stink. And that whole team just kind of stinks. Yep. They got a stink funk on them. Yeah. Big old funk. It was a bunch of just just a poo v. poo out here. The Washington football team lost by a point to the Giants. In uh, the Washington Wombats? Yeah, the Washington Wigged Wombats. Yes, yes. Yeah, but uh, what, what? let me see what's going on right now. And then we're going to end it with uh, football picks. Let's see. Trying to get these updates here. Oh, yeah. The Browns got rammed by the Steelers. Ravens only beat the Eagles by two points. It's crazy. Uh, the Colts squeaked it out by the Bengals. The Buccaneers are currently beating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers 28-10. to 10, And I'm so happy because the Buccaneers' defense is my fantasy defense this week. And when I realized that, I was like, oh, crap, I'm screwed. Like... They're going up against Aaron Rodgers, but hanging in there tough. They got the ball, too. 28-10. The Dolphins, 24-0 against the Jets. So the Jets will not be getting a dub this week. Got to do better, Jets. Come on. Come uh, on. The Lions beat the Jags. Bears beat the Panthers. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, So, getting into every week. We do Sunday night, Monday night picks, and I got to update. I got to tell the people what's going on because we out here dominating, bro. Even though we're not the experts, just go ahead and tattoo expert on my forehead. And especially Titus's too because he's been hot. He was on a streak. I think he went two or three weeks in a row undefeated. Oh. That little winning streak, it did it end last week, though. Mm. Um. I gotta get to my notes though on it. No, it's on this. It's on this iPad. Who didn't come through for Titus? Who did not come through was. Dang, it's all it's all on my notepad, man. It was uh, it was the Monday night. It was the very last Monday night game. What was last week's very last Monday night game? Do you remember? Who just came back from COVID? It was the Titans. Did the Titans play? This past one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who they beat? Who the was, Titans was beat? The Titans and the um... yeah, because uh, Derrick Henry disrespected uh, 
Titans and <laughs> who'd he throw off? Who'd he um, ragged off? Good lord, the Panthers. No, no, no. He doesn't no, play for the Panthers anymore. No. He plays for the Chargers. Was doesn't it the Chargers? Josh Norman? No, it wasn't the tight. No, nah, Josh Norman. Was it the Bills? Was it the Bills? Ooh. Was it the Bills? I think it was the Bills. Josh Norman plays for the plays for the Bills. I'm pretty sure. I think it was the Bills. I think you're right on that. But anyway, so it was that game because we both had the Bills. It was this past Monday night. Yeah, and, and that's deals, what yep. was the final score to that? Uh, Forty-two to sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> they got they got three weeks of rest, bro, and then came in <laughs> and beat the hottest team in the league. Like the the Bills were playing great. Like mm, offense were, was doing good, defense clicking. was doing good, and they couldn't do nothing. Derrick Henry's like. One of the Hoss. best ever, bro. Ever. RBU. Alabama roll tot. He has some of the best and most memorable stiff arms that we will ever see. Oh. Already. <laughs> sure. Like already. And he's still got a yeah. still got a good They need to career. change the Heisman to the Henry. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm here for, for that. For the Henry trophy. I'm here for that. For the for the Heisenry. The, you can mix the, the Heisman, Heisman and the Henry. The, the Heisman, Heisman weighs like 50 pounds now, doesn't it, or something like that? It weighs a lot. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. You're just going to have to weigh like 100. Yeah. You're going to put Derrick Henry on there. And add a few feet to it. Yeah. Yeah. Long dreadlocks. <laughs> they need to swing to his ankles. Long dreadlocks. So last week, uh, we picked three games. Um, we split. So our record, me and Titus's record last week, we went four and two. Okay. Uh, that makes our record so far, weeks one through five, 20 and six, which gives mm. us a 77% winning percentage. Okay. The ESPN quote unquote experts, that's what they call themselves. You know, they went 20 and 10. So the same as us, like we both went 50% pretty much week one through five. They're 76 and 48. Uh, all together, they got a 61%. Right. We're beating them by 16%. So, not the experts. They're actually the experts. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Exactly. And I went and tallied up. Um, I might throw it in the video or we'll just do it next week. I did go and tally up their top three. I got their top three people and compared, and we're still winning. Like, Titus has the best overall record in these picks out wow. of everybody. And then there's one dude, and then that's second. That's one of the expert panels. And then I'm tied for third with another expert on the panel. And then they got eight other people down there below us. Wow. Trash. Get out of, get out of here. Amen. All right. So with that, we got picks to give you. First, we're going to get Titus's pick. Yo, Amir. Titus, you know, I am out of town this weekend, but we got to get the NFL picks in there for you. Uh, the hot streak ended last week. My undefeated streak ended because of Corona football. So I don't want to count it, but I will. Whatever. So, uh, primetime games this week. We got the 49ers and Rams. I'm going with the Rams. That's where I'll edit in Titus's video right there that he sent me with his pick. Hey. <laughs> uh, and then I'll get your pick for tonight. What is it? What's on the sheet? I think you got the sheet. You got the... Kansas so or the five o'clock game? Is no, 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 eight o'clock. We're tonight's game. There's two of them for tonight, or is that tomorrow night? 
So just ignore, just ignore me, dude. <laughs> You're good, bro. That's what's Monday. the night? Yeah, what's the night's game? Oh, Rams versus 49ers. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Graps is back. Is he back? Yeah. He's back. <sighs> Don't mean much though. With everybody else they're missing, really. I got the Rams. I've man, see this one's tough just because the Rams the Rams are very very good. Uh I think that I think they're one of the uh teams that's kind of overlooked even though they've had success. I feel like people still don't give them as much credit as they're due. Yeah, and, they're four and one, but they feel like they're five hundred by the way people talk about them. Yeah. Yeah. Like which is weird. So I think that they're gonna come out with something to prove. I, I got I got the Rams. Rams. Um, I got the Rams. All right. And I'm pretty sure Titus has the Rams too. Uh, I'm just trying to remember what he said on that video. But yeah, so we all got Rams. We have a double a, a Rona a Rona doubleheader Monday. Um I got Chiefs over the Bills. Ooh. So Buffalo just suffered their first loss last Monday night, getting waxed. The Chiefs also just suffering their first loss. It's going to be a good game. I got to go Chiefs, though. Just because I got to bet on one team not to lose two in a row. It's going to be the Chiefs. I was going to ask. That would be interesting to see when the last time it is that they they actually lost two games in a row. Well, I'm sure before Andy Reid got there. It probably hasn't been a while. Yeah. Um, probably never under Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I don't think he's ever lost a game back to back. So that's solely why I can go Chiefs right there. I'm gonna go with the Bills. Ooh, um, I'm gonna go with the Bills. Bounce back, bounce back game. Bounce back game. They gotta um, get their manhood back after Derrick Henry took it to. from all of them. They have to. Derrick Henry, their manhood out of them, embarrass them. Their kids watch them get embarrassed. Oh yeah. So I believe. That they're gonna come back with with some vengeance, and uh, I think they're gonna beat the Chiefs by ten. Ooh, hot take, hot take out there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, what's the last one? Um, eight fifteen. We got Arizona at Dallas. Ooh, here's Titus's take. I have the Cardinals over the Cowboys. Arizona. I'm, I'm going Arizona. Arizona. Man. I'm going Arizona. DeAndre Hopkins is playing out of his mind. Um, Kyler Murray playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. I don't see the fragile, injured, and sorry Cowboys doing anything but taking a big. I mean, it's L. not. It's not like they're throwing a scrub in there with uh, Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle. But uh, yeah. Them boys trash. They underperforming, bro. Mike McCarthy straight up lied to Jerry Jones, bro. He told him, he told him, uh, yeah, man, I I got a, a subscription. He really told that man he got a subscription to Pro Football Focus, bro. Uh, come on, which is crazy. Like, um, I wish I could just do that, you know, for a job interview. But like, hey, uh, you know. Why why should we hire you here at ESPN on a podcast? Well, I'm subscribed to y'all's podcast channel. You know what? You're hired. <laughs> you definitely know. You've listened to enough podcasts. You know how this thing goes. You know how it goes. There you go. Hired. <laughs> He's like, yeah, Mike McCarthy, uh, you know, I've been in the lab, the math lab, uh, with those guys at Pro Football Focus. 
uh, you know, been studying it, lying out here, lying, straight up, bold-faced lie. He admitted he lied this week, didn't he? Or mm-hmm. he said he didn't get the, oh, he's like, oh, yeah, he said, I didn't get to watch all the games. Yeah, that's what he, so Clay, to, this is what this guy said to get this job. <laughs> he straight up told his owner, he said, I watched every one of y'all's games last year, and he's like, I broke down each of y'all's films individually, and with the power of my new math wisdom and that pro football focus has given me with a twelve ninety nine a month subscription, <laughs> um, I can turn this team around. And Jerry Jones didn't even ask for him to, uh, you know, back up those claims or any references. Yeah, I mean, they were literally outside in, you know, Jerry Jones' backyard wearing onesies for a slumber party. Because, uh, yeah, that's what Jerry Jones does when he hires a head coach. He's got to get the candidate to sleep over at his house first. Do they sleep at his house? Yeah, they, or, yeah he slept over at his, his house. Or in, on his yacht? No, it was at his house. At his house. It was at his okay. house. Mike McCarthy straight up had a slumber party with that man. But you know that, I mean, anybody that's coaching the Cowboys is just a puppet. Anyways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. Jerry Jones just, those slumber parties are in, <laughs> they're made for, uh, he's got to make sure his hand fits in certain places <laughs> in those guys, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Gotta make sure you can puppet them right. So you can you know? them make sure it's a good fit, no. <laughs> He's like, well, this this one's arm doesn't move like I like it to. Like, it should be easier to control. Um, <laughs> I think that's it. That's our picks. Um, if you want more in depth coverage of NFL of what happened this past week and a little insight of what to expect in the upcoming football week, tune in. To not the experts football podcast with Titus Majors and Josh Sperry, with a little bit of me sprinkled in. Um, I can say they probably have just as much or more um, expertise than Mike McCarthy does because they both do have pro football focus uh, <laughs> subscriptions. Um, so yeah, you're going to be getting some. You get pretty good insight from them. So yeah, go check that out. I think that wraps this up. Dude, Brax, thank you again, thank you. man, for thank stepping you. in. I appreciate it. Titus, I kept your seat warm. Yeah. It's going to be the uh, same seat here when you get back. Thank you all for having me. I think, um, you, think you did him proud, man. Yeah, think, man. I think you didn't like it. But uh, as always, follow us on social media, uh, at NTE Podcast on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and especially Instagram. And also, while you're on Instagram following us, go follow Brax at B5 underscore kicks on Instagram. Exactly. Contest posts will be coming this week pretty soon. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tonight. Who knows? Um, anything else? Oh, hit that subscribe, rate, review. Subscribe. You better smash that subscribe, subscribe button. I want you to stiff arm that subscribe button. Stiff touch it Derek like Henry's Derek Henry style. out here. Yeah. Um, there's one more thing I was gonna say. I think this. Oh yeah, uh, George is trash. Good night, everybody. Love you guys. Peace.